We rise to great heights by a winding staircase of small steps. Francis Bacon. Welcome to the Smart Money Mama Show, where moms get real about money to help you find your financial confidence and live your best life. Now let's talk money, mamas. Hey there, mamas. I'm your host, Chelsea Brennan, and today we're talking about the power of small steps and consistent action. Chances are, if you're a member of this community listening to this podcast, you've always been an achiever. You've done the things you were supposed to do, or at least you tried to, every step of the way. And yet, life isn't exactly what you thought it would be. You find yourself asking things like, how did I get here? Is this what I'm supposed to do with the rest of my life? How can I lean into being the woman I am, embracing my superpowers while still being the mom I want to be? You want more. You're ready for more. But here's the thing with high achievers like you and me. We sometimes struggle to act without a plan, without feeling like we've checked all the boxes, considered all the risks, asked permission, and know the exact destination we're headed for. And that keeps us enormously, profoundly stuck. Narratives around goal setting and pursuing our passions make us think that something is wrong with us if we don't know exactly what we want our lives to look like. We think that we've failed or wasted time if we have to pivot, change careers, move to a new place, abandon a side hustle or a hobby. Frankly, we're kind of obsessed with optimizing. But guess what? We're not fortune tellers. Our life path will only make sense to us in retrospect. You don't need to have all the answers. You don't need to know exactly where you're headed and have a well-scripted plan to get started. The need to know is holding you back. It's time to just start living and have the confidence that you'll figure it out along the way. So today, we're talking about the beauty of taking small steps. I know we've mentioned just taking that first step in the last two Monday episodes, episode 57 and 55. And so today, I want to talk about how to change our perspective a little bit and think about where we should take those first small steps, and then how to use those small steps to give us flexibility to test and pivot along the way. And remember, you can download your free Design Your Passion Project workbook and view the full show notes of this episode at smartmoneymamas.com forward slash 59. So you can go back and review and do some of these exercises on your own when you're not driving or running or doing whatever you're doing. So are you ready? Let's dive in. Because today we're going to start with a very funny, very nerdy story. I was outlining this episode, actually sitting on my computer in Google Docs, filling it out. And my husband came to me all excited. So my husband plays D&D online with some other stay-at-home dads. He's a nerd to the core, and he loves it, and he will not care at all that I'm telling you this. So they play online, and their DM, which is the dungeon master who organizes the game, had found this new tool where it maps wherever they are in their fantasy world, and the person can see just the light circle around them that would indicate how far their character can see. And then they have to take a step to go somewhere else and a step to go somewhere else. And each time they move in their turn, they can get to see a broader area. And it was so clear what I was trying to think about and the analogy I was trying to draw to our lives and to trying to make these super long-term plans and committing to them without knowing what the next step is and what the next step is without being fortune tellers. And so I was laughing, looking at the map, and I kind of jotted some ideas down about maybe telling you guys this story. And then that night, he was out in the sunroom playing the game, and I hear him go, I see the tents, I see the tents, and he's freaking out. 
And I was laughing in the basement just listening to him talk. And then I had that next step realization where that is where the breakthroughs happen, where you take a step into the fog and you find something you didn't know was there. I did not know this business was going to be at the end of me starting my blog. Tasha didn't think that the YouTube videos she was making when she was really frustrated with her job was going to turn into a big audience and regular checks from YouTube and a business, six-figure business that she could leave her law career from. You have to take the first steps. And that's a really scary thing to do. I recognize that. Trust me, as a planner, I get it. Especially because when you choose to take a step in a direction, you're choosing to not go any of the other ways. When you're standing in the middle of a circle and you have to decide if you're going to go at 90 degrees or 45 degrees or 180 degrees, any of those choices could be valid. Any of them could end up in a happy place. And you don't know which it is. And so all you can do when we talk about small steps, I don't want you stumbling around in the dark and just like Jeremiah and his D&D game would want you all to know that they are working towards some mission and they are going in some specific direction, I suppose. We don't want to stumble around in the dark. We want to take the information that we have in our little circle of light in our little place that we are right now and figure out what excites us the most. So start to ask yourself those questions. When was the last time I was really, truly excited about something? What is something I'm profoundly curious about that keeps coming up in my mind? What is something I feel called to do? Or more, a different way to phrase this, it's a little less positive, but I think it's actually just as powerful is, where am I feeling uncomfortable? And so I always think about this of like clothes that don't quite fit. Maybe they've gotten a little big, maybe they've gotten a little bit small and you put them on and you're just like, I just don't feel like this fits. Parts of our lives feel like that sometimes. And so when you're feeling uncomfortable in certain situations with certain people in your career, what would feel more comfortable? Explore that for a second. What's a new outfit you could put on? And then when you have that information, move towards a step that excites you the most. Just pick one. It doesn't matter. You could stay stuck in that place analyzing every single decision for years. So many people do. But pick the decision that excites you and jump into it. And once you've done the work to take that step, once you've done the work to adjust to that place and make the most of it, then do the same analysis again. Are you willing to do the work to get to the next level? Do you want to shift things a little bit and pivot? Do you want to jump to a completely new place? Do you want to go backwards and start again? What makes sense to you? But don't try to think about step 10. Just think about that first moment in that little circle of light, like Jeremiah's D&D board, where are you going to move that next circle? And this is interesting because the first ever talk that I saw when I was at Goldman Sachs, which was my first job out of my first Wall Street job out of college, uh, was at a women's network event. And it's a very big company. So it's a big event. We were in an auditorium. I can't remember the speaker's name, but she came and she was talking about the career ladder and how we've always talked about, are you climbing the corporate ladder? And she said, the problem with the ladder metaphor is that on a ladder, you can go up or you can go down. You can be succeeding or you can be failing. There is no other option on that ladder. But our lives don't work like that. There are a million directions we can go. And when you talk to people, and she gave a lot of examples in this narrative, but frankly, everyone you hear on this podcast tells this story. 
careers are more like dome climbers, you know, those half circle climber things you see or a rock climbing wall where to get to where you want to go, you might have to go sideways or backwards. You might have to get all the way down off the climber and start again to get to wherever your true supposed end result is. And that as long as you are moving forward, you're developing your skills, you're going after what matters to you, let's frame that as succeeding because you don't know when you're going to stumble on the tents, when you're going to stumble on that pot of gold that you didn't know was there, or when you start to see the pieces come together from all the steps you've taken in the past, the steps that felt 10% right and 20% right, and mm, this one's getting closer, we're at 40% right, and then figuring out what made all of those pieces, then you'll find your career path, okay? So this is the beauty of small steps. And now I see some of you. I see some of you sitting there real uncomfortable with this concept. Why am I going to put energy into making a move when I don't know where it's going to go, when I don't know what the purpose is, when I don't know if it's going to work? I hear you. Trust me. I get it. I have a hard time with those same steps. But I'm going to ask you this question. Has there ever been a time when you achieved a goal and at the end of it, you weren't all that fulfilled? You were kind of like, is this is this it? The problem with long-term goal setting, without flexibility in just taking the steps and paying attention to where you are and what you need, is that we get focused on the destination and we lose sight of what we are supposed to see along the journey. And so what you'll find is that journey was fun and exciting for different reasons, for different parts of it. I talked about that, you know, 10%, 20%, 40%. There will be pieces of it that are really interesting to you. And that might have shown you a better path to a different goal. But because you were so focused on that destination that you set, you didn't see it. Set them differently. Don't focus on the end result. Don't focus on, I want to build a six-figure freelance writing business, or I want to make managing director or partner at my company. Don't set it that way. Set it, I want to spend most of my time feeling these three things, feeling challenged, fulfilled, and purposeful. And I want to earn enough money to do X, Y, and Z. And then commit to that, commit to the outcome And let the how come to you as you take steps. Because if you just focus on traditional goal setting, right, I'm going to do this specific thing, that's when you end up at the end of the road where you've taken the steps you were supposed to take and feel stuck or disappointed. Instead, focus on what makes you excited, focus on what you want, and you'll get to where you want to go. Even though the first steps, I know, they're a little bit scary. All right, so that's the power, right? The power of focusing on what is leaning into who we are and how we want to feel. And we're going to talk about how to best test our ideas and how to scale them if they're the right ideas. But before we do, let's take a quick moment to hear from our partners who help make the Smart Money Mama show possible. Mama, it's 2020. If you want to run a business, you need a website. And no one makes setting up your site easier or more affordable than Bluehost. As a Smart Money Mamas listener, for less than $3 a month, you can grab your own domain name, have free access to beautiful WordPress themes that you install in just one click, and get to work building your brand. 
Whether you want to have a VA or freelance business, develop a podcast or blog, or simply promote your brick and mortar business, you can claim your corner of the internet today at smartmoneymamas.com forward slash Bluehost. Welcome back, Mama. Okay, so hopefully you're understanding the value of small steps. You're understanding why we have to think in this way, why we have to just make the next right choice. How do we know what to do? How do we best test our ideas and make sure we're making the right choice? Once you figure out the direction that you're going to go, the step you're going to take, there's a few things I want you to do. The first is to make a commitment because anytime we take a step into a new arena or a new space, it's going to be hard. It'll be exciting, you know, for the first few days, few couple weeks. But then you're going to be like, God, this is hard. This is not what I expected. I'm not very good at this. Maybe I'm just not cut out for this. And you're going to want to give up. I get it. Especially when you're also parenting and working a full-time job potentially and doing whatever else you have to do in your life. Adding this new complex thing that you're figuring out. It's hard. But our skill sets aren't fixed. We can grow them and advance them. Any new thing gets easier the longer we do it. And so decide how long you're going to commit to making this move. And it can be any amount of time. It can be, I'm going to do it for a month. I'm going to do it for a year. I wouldn't go too much longer than a year or so because you just don't know what's going to change in your life, right? Parenthood is always throwing us curveballs. And 2020 has shown us that the world can certainly throw some big curveballs. But set a goal of how long you're going to commit to it and figure out how you're going to check in with yourself to keep yourself accountable. So accountability buddies and communities where other people are doing hard things and leaning into themselves like the Motivated Mama Society make this all easier because someone will check you when it gets hard and you get tired. They'll give you that. Come on, come on. One more step. Keep going. Speech that we all need. So Commit to a timeline, find a way you're going to stay accountable to yourself and potentially to others, and then start to figure out what you're going to do. And this is the time to do a little bit of research. Once you've committed to a direction you're going to take, you're going to try to get your first freelance client. You're going to try to sell your art. You're going to try to start a podcast, go back to school, start a blog, whatever it is. This is when you do the research. Look up the steps to take to get started. Look up the courses that might help you guide you through every step of the process. Find somebody who's done it before and ask them to meet with you and and answer some of your questions, okay? Get a plan so that you can know what you need to be doing to stay on track and what you need to be doing to actually test this direction that you're going to go in. Keep focusing on what excites you, but you need to know the steps. And so finding somebody who can kind of guide you is a really good place to begin. The next thing to do is pretty obvious. It's to do the work, to work through getting comfortable in that new space. If you said you were going to do something for three months, if you were going to try to build a freelance writing career for three months, do it. Pitch clients. Tell yourself, I'm going to pitch three clients a week and I'm going to do it no matter what. And I'm going to see what I can build. And then at the end of three months, reflect. And this is the important part of those time limits is that you get to check in with yourself. You get to the end of the three months and you say, okay, I'm making $1,500 a month. What I really want to do is be making $3,000 a month. What does it take me to get to that level? And now you know enough, you've been in this space long enough, you've been in this journey 
that you kind of know, okay, well, I got to go back to my clients and raise my rates, or I got to pick up four more clients, or you set whatever the stage is, go develop your skills. Ask yourself, am I willing to take that next step? Does that next step excite me? It doesn't mean you don't think it's going to be hard. It doesn't mean it doesn't scare you a little bit. But does the idea of making $3,000 a month freelance writing and doing the things that that's going to take, right? Writing for three more clients a month or whatever it is, does that excite you? And if so, take that next step. If not, if that is like a dread for you, figure out something else, okay? So this is actually a really good example uh, for me with freelance writing. When I first left my job and I was running Smart Money Mamas full-time, I decided to do freelance writing. Freelancing is great because it is one of the fastest ways to make money online. You're providing a service. You're selling your time and your skills for money, and that's a beautiful thing. You can make money pretty quickly versus if you're trying to sell your own products, you got to build your own audience first, and that takes a little bit of time. So I started freelance writing, and at first, I was like, oh, I totally love this. This is great. I can make money for all the knowledge that's already in my head. And I built up in about four months to I was making between five and $6,000 a month from freelance writing. Really great gigs. And I was in a good place. But I found that that was really draining for me from a creativity perspective. So I was both trying to freelance write and build Smart Money Mamas. And so to get to the next level, I kind of had a few core clients that really liked me, that gave me regular work. And all at once, all of them kind of wanted to give me more work. And I had to talk to Jeremiah and talk to some of my friends and say, okay, am I going to build a freelance writing business? Because this is taking all of my creative juice and energy away from Smart Money Mamas. So am I going to lean into the freelance writing business? Or am I going to take a little bit of a step back, maybe let go of some of my freelance clients and lean into building Smart Money Mamas? Where is the joy in this? And from a financial perspective, in that moment, freelancing was easier. Smart Money Mamas was making almost no money. I didn't have a real idea yet of how I was going to make Smart Money Mamas make money. But what we came to as we had those conversations, and because I'd set a goal, I said, you know, six months, I was going to freelance rate for six months and see how it went. And we were reaching the end of that point. So we were having these conversations. I recognized that while I didn't have a plan for Smart Money Mamas yet, if I kept freelance writing the way that I was, I would never have a plan for Smart Money Mamas because I would never have the creative energy to figure it out and to build my audience and to find my niche in my space. I wouldn't be able to find my own voice. I'd be continuing to build other people's platforms by freelance writing. And so the next month, I let go of half of my clients. I leaned into Smart Money Mamas. This was July 2018. For those of you who want want the timeline, I was six months into full-time. And in August... We launched our first ever product. And I had this audacious goal. It was the family emergency binder, this audacious goal of selling 500 binders. And I had some mentors who were like, whoa, 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 your email list is less than 3,000 people. There's no way that conversion rate is crazy. I would set a goal of selling 50. And in the first six hours of launch week, we sold 50. And by the end of the week, we had sold almost 600 binders. And it didn't make the business consistently as profitable as freelance writing yet, but it was a glimmer. It was our first sign of, okay, this is something we can do. And I never would have been able to develop the family emergency binder the way I wanted, market it the way I wanted if I was still freelance writing. 
I just wouldn't have had the energy. And so those check-ins, that is how we know when to pivot. When we ask ourselves, what are we willing to do to make the next step? And what are we not willing to do? And what can we take what we've learned and pivot? And so when we talk about freelance writing, right? I want to close the loop on this. When we talk about at the beginning, the fear of wasting time, I did not for one second believe that I wasted six months freelance writing when I could have been building Smart Money Mamas. The thing was, freelance writing made me a better writer. It helped me figure out the topics I liked to talk about and the topics I really hated talking about. And it focused me so that when I chose to pivot, I had better skills to do what I had to do next. And the same thing comes from my whole first career. I don't regret my time on Wall Street. There are a lot of parts of it that I enjoyed and loved and parts of it that I even miss. And all of those things gave me skills, gave me public speaking skills, gave me investment knowledge and money knowledge to continue to do this work. And so when you have to pivot, don't feel like you've done something wrong. Don't feel like you wasted time or wasted money because there will be seeds of something you did in the last step that serves you in the future. I 100% promise you that. So that's the process of when to test and scale. Take the step, decide the step you're going to take. Do the work in that step to get comfortable there. Set a time limit. And when you're at the end of that time limit, check in and then make the next right step. Before you know it, someone will be calling you an overnight success and you'll be laughing about the months and years you spent working and pivoting and growing into that overnight success. You've got this, mama. Thank you so much for spending some of your day with me today talking about taking small steps to reach our biggest goals. As a reminder, you can download your free Discover Your Passion Project workbook and view the full show notes of this episode at smartmoneymamas.com forward slash 59. And if you enjoyed this episode, hit subscribe and tell a friend. You're amazing. Keep talking money, mama. I'll see you next time.